John Ginola wrote a Linda. <laughs> I have that in my news option. <laughs> Oddly enough. Joe's been singing the whole the whole time. Coal miner's daughter. Yes. I was born. Um, wait, I did hit that, didn't I? Hey, now. Yeah, it's, got, it's on there. You can look in uh, Joe's chairs, look like they're sitting in the dark. Really? Did you oh, make it darker in there? Where? Because I'm sitting in the same room. Yeah, you look light. Chris, you, you look light. But maybe a little more juice on that side. The juice. There we go. Whatever you did, that's good, right? Is that better, Jen? Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to wait till their pasty bodies sit down. <laughs> their pasty bodies. Oh. Uh, my poor wife. She has a really bad migraine. She's sitting in a dark room at Park Nicollet right now. The dark room. used to get those. Those, those, those are just when she works in the neurology department. Huh? She works in the neurology department. <clears throat> Kids at the doctor right now because he broke his ankle over the weekend. Oh no! Like Who Lewis did? seen? Who did? Oh, my kid, Dylan. Was he skateboarding? Was he running from the cops? He was actually, he said, I was walking to the coffee shop and missed a curb and he rolled his ankle. Oh, he think, ow, 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 well, he didn't ow, think anything ow. of it. And then he said, all of a sudden it started hurting like a bastard. Went to the doctor yesterday. Yeah, you got a break of the whatever, blah, blah. Oh, I'm sure in California, that's going to be a super cheap bill. Yeah, well, and the problem is he won't be able to work. And luckily, uh, luckily, uh, screw you fascists, they're a socialist state, so they have automatic uh, short-term disability. Uh, so he'll get some money for that. Wow. But uh, So if I get hurt, I should quickly years. move to California? Is that what you're saying? Yes. You like short -term <laughs> well, don't you, you have short-term disability anyway, don't you? Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. and long-term. Remember Steve Conrad, oh. always had long-term. No, Joe's going to make it dirt here again. How <laughs> do you turn that off? What? Never mind. Crisis Thanks, Emily. Will you uh, send what your comments? What are my Wait, ads I wanted? I did, didn't I? To your comments. Uh, Let me see. I can't find my phone. You? Ju I just heard it buzz. It's underneath probably one of your papers. Is this it? It's fine. <laughs> oh, Ruck, don't do that to the, the old mayor. Oops. Uh, I didn't take. Johnny, how about that Herschel Walker? Oh, I got it. God. Herschel, Herschel. do what is good for Herschel. I tell you. I had a thought, but it got stuck in my neck. Okay, Suchi Boy. What's that? You did not hear mine buzz. I heard Call Joe Suchere. I thought I heard a phone buzz. Not on mine. The, on the table. Not mine. I don't buzz. 
Buzz, buzz. buzz what do I got here? You've I'm got calling it. you right now. Yo, I got it right here. Oh, you tell me that. I think Joe phone is free. Uh, Frat. Yeah. Eckberg. The Eck, huh? Yep. Dennis Eckersley. The Eck. He was a good pitcher. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. He made me feel urges. Urges. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Just need a quick minute, sir. I was born to be a coal miner's daughter. I think you're just born a coal miner's daughter. Oh, right? Okay, FYI. <laughs> wow. God. And it has Can we more. sing that? Are we allowed to sing? Please. Please. <laughs> Rook, I, I need the big Corona. And I need Agape. Got it. They're right now in the middle of Croatia. Oh, that was the trip. How many jails did they book? I don't know, but I know they got a full boat. Uh, Teresa and Maria and uh, some garage logicians. That'd be fun, being on a Croatian dinghy. Yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware Garden Store. She's on the no-fly list. Uh, Joe, hold on one sec. I think I have an update here on Eckberg. Copy point. Joe, have you uh, have you uh, tried that uh, sober carpenter beer? No, it's pretty good. Is it an IPA? It is. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm supposed to make four or five things. The IPA. It's called IPA. Sober Carpenter. That's the name of the company. Yeah, they're from Canada, or they're in based in Canada. I obviously you have to move to the northern suburbs to find good. Beer choices. Well, it I think Total Wine and Spirit, they just opened here. Total Wine and More, whatever the hell they are. Just opened and they got millions of wow. millions of millions and millions. Sorry, Johnny. The uh my guy, uh Colburn's in Bell Plain, his name is Bo, diehard GLer, great guy. He's gonna he says, I got new stuff for Johnny and Joe. He's gonna set it aside for me when I go. Well, who's he? Just a huge GL fan. He runs the liquor store. Oh, he's got a liquor store. Yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Just a guy I saw at the gas station. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. All right. Everybody good on ads? Yeah. Okay. Ron, you good? Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm perfect. Could you get me two or three? It'd be nice. Okay. Johnny here for Herschel Walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not accepting that one. <laughs> All right. You ready, bro? Was Herschel Walker, did he fall asleep in his car? Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Yeah. Here? When yeah. He, playing for the he fell asleep when he was with the Vikings. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had some issues. Was he uh, intoxicated? He had a foot problem, too. His shoe wouldn't stay on. Something was wrong with him. The wheel. Not the wheel. Well, he's normal now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all cured. Oh, Dylan just sent me a message. No surgery. Woohoo. What was wrong with him? He broke his ankle. Oh. I, the only thing I, I, when you Google search something that's showing up is the, uh, the latest. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Roland. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 936, October 4th, 2022. It was oh. 89 degrees on this day. In 1922 and 24 degrees on this day in 1935. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic 
with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. You know, a guy tried to jet ski from Florida to the Bahamas to avoid the hurricane. Is that the same? He's he's, he's lost. There's, he's unheard of now. Lost at sea? That's losing sight with nature. Well, I remember when the storm started to hit, because Johnny and I were fixated on all the videos that started to surface via social media. There was one of a guy on a jet ski. I wonder if it's the same guy. Charles Walker, 52, told the Broward Sheriff's Office that he was trying to travel the estimated 115 miles to Bimini from Pompano Beach. Uh, on the jet ski, he was last. <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh. He's well, last, it's his silliness. Yes, he should be mocked for how stupid he is. He was last seen at 5 p.m. Friday. Uh, I'm just skimming through this. People are wondering, giving phone numbers to call. You ain't going to find these more. How long of a ride would that be on a jet ski? I don't Do know. know. The other question I have is, did he have an extra can of gas with him? I can't believe he could go 115 miles on a little tank of gas in a jet ski. Very true. Or personal personal watercraft. You know, I've been ruminating. uh, And again, it's more proof that when major stories hit, you really have to temper your reaction. You have to just, you know, I have to pause. Because I asked even Randy Wayne White yesterday, W-H-I-T-E. Are we going to get that other one? <laughs> yeah, let's see. I, I, I apologize. To Mr. I know White. you do, and it's cool. It's fixed. And uh, and Randy, you know, there was two reasons why Randy even pursued the correction. One, he's probably not in a very good mood. True. <laughs> and two. He's not in a good mood. <laughs> well, he, uh, who can blame him? I, I don't fault him. And two, uh, authors, authors make their money off their name. Right. And no. so he can't afford to have people walking into a bookstore in uh, Boutras, Boutras, Golly. And two things make me feel guilty. Number one, Randy's been a great friend of the show for you guys for years, so I feel awful. And number two, he actually gave me a compliment yesterday because Kenny had asked him a nice question. He said, that's a good question, Chris. That's yeah. right. Thank you. And I thought, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. So, Randy, I'm I'm very, very, very sorry. I know it's a daily list. Right. Well, I shouldn't say that today. But I, I was asking him, uh, will Annabelle ever come back? And, of course, he had the right answer. Of course it will. Of course it will. How, so when? will Pine Island. So will Fort Myers Beach. So will all of southwest Florida. Because when you put hazards that turn into disasters into context and look back through history, look at all of the places where it would now be coveted to be, Marathon, Mm -hmm. uh, anywhere on the Keys. All that was destroyed in the past. All of it was destroyed. And uh, Tim Bilstrom down in Mississippi writes, hurricanes happen, and no matter how bad they are, recovery happens. I was in Mississippi on the coast, and I saw what Katrina did. Camille was even worse. Not everyone stays for the recovery. Some new people move in, but they do rebuild and they do recover. And at some point in history, there will be another hurricane to knock everything down again. He's absolutely correct. Well, think of how, remember Katrina, that city was underwater. They were staying in the 
uh, Superdome. And, right, I'm uh, aware of that. Well, but that's what I'm saying. It, it came back. Right. It seems to be the cycle of life down on the Mississippi coast and other areas that are at risk of suffering from a hurricane. When I was down there, I had a chance to meet people that suffered from Camille and Katrina. Most of them could not imagine living anywhere else, especially in the frozen tundra of Minnesota. They always wondered how I could handle such cold weather. So please don't ever wonder if God wants us living in such a paradise unless you want to be considered a mysterious. P.S. I think I told you in the past about the greatest car show in the country called Cruising the Coast. Oh, this sounds too good oh, to wow. be true. It's up and down the whole coast of Mississippi for 10 days. Wow. Oh, get That'd your yard cool. chair and just sit down. Yeah. yeah. I believe it's going on right now. You should jump on uh, a flight to Gulfport and check it out. Good luck, Tim. Oh, that's cool. Well, but wait a minute. I thought Kanye West told us that Katrina was the fault of George Bush. Wasn't that? I don't know. Was it Kanye? I thought Kanye West said that, didn't he? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here, with, here. with Mike Myers. Yeah. All right. I know that, that I've done this before, but it really is important. And it's really important as the socialists continue to push us towards a greener and greener future, which in some cases makes no sense whatsoever. So once again, I looked up the 30 deadliest U.S. mainland hurricanes. Okay. All right. And you can get this from AccuWeather. You can get it from any source that you trust. Uh, the most the, the deadliest hurricane to hit the mainland United States was the Galveston hurricane of 1900. Okay. It killed 8,000 people. Now imagine. Now imagine. Now Galveston was settled and it was it was populated. But imagine. How bad that hurricane was to kill that many people. Mm -hmm. In other words, there were fewer people, obviously, right. than there would be today. But they also mm -hmm. didn't possess the warning capability. Didn't have that. You're yeah. right. That was number one, 1900. Number two, Lake Okeechobee, Florida, 1928. 2,500 people died. Mm. Katrina is in third place. 1,200 people died in Katrina in 2005. I never would have guessed it was that many. 2005. Wow. Did you also see that correction via email? Uh, uh, the reason it was not listed as a Category 5 storm? Right. It was a Category 5, but then it hit the land and went down to a 3. Right. So that I gave inaccurate it's, it's information. It's listed here as a 3. You're okay. Right. Number four, the Chenier Kamananda. Uh, tornado. I don't even know where that is. 1893 killed 1,400 people. What's, what was the name, Joe? Chenier, C-H-E-N-I-E-R-E. Yep. C-A-M-I-N-A-N-D-A. Uh, it was 1893, 1,400 people. It's in Louisiana. Okay. Sea Islands, Georgia, 1893, 2,000 people. It's about as far south in Louisiana as you can get. Shania, come on. Oh, number six, Georgia, South Carolina, 1881, 700 people. Uh, number seven is Audrey, southwest Louisiana and north, whatever that would be, east Texas, 1957. 416 people. 
The great Labor Day hurricane in the Florida Keys, 1935, came ashore as a Category 5, 408 people. I'll stop. I'll stop. The point is, yes, Sanibel will rebuild. Fort Myers will rebuild. Pine Island will rebuild uh, because that's what we do. We really do have in our population many, many people absolutely insistent they're not going to live in the wintertime up here or anywhere north of the Mason-Dixon line, yeah. right? Because yep. you go down to Captiva or Sanibel and you, you notice some of the mailboxes or whatever, it's Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Dakota. Oh, yeah, the plates. People don't want to live in the Northland in the winter, especially the older they get, thus the uh, <laughs> the uh, skewered population age of the southern half of the country. And, of course, it'll get rebuilt. And you know what will happen? It'll get wiped out again. Right. And that's just the way it is. Chenier Kamananda was a fishing community located in Jefferson Paris, Louisiana, that was completely destroyed by what is considered one of the deadliest hurricanes in U.S. history. Um, 1,600 inhabitants provided seafood to restaurants in New Orleans in the aftermath. Uh, over 2,000 were killed by the time the hurricane dissipated. What GLers, GLers need to know this, though. They, they need to have this at the ready for pushing back. I had a pushback at Cajun. Saturday night that I told you about. Mm -hmm. We're all going to have these occasions and you've got to be prepared to civilly and politely push back and then say, would you please explain the great Atlantic hurricane took me of 1944? Or would you please explain uh, Carol, Hurricane Carol in the northeastern United States, 1954? It's going to happen again. These places uh, that we love and we consider paradise are going to get wiped out. Is Please it, explain, have people explain to you the great Galveston hurricane of 1900 that killed 8,000 people and wiped Galveston off the map. Galveston is back. Is it too easy for the left to be able to gravitate towards things like this? Because if you are someone that does, in fact, push back, you're viewed as evil because you're dealing with something that dealt with death and destruction. Well, think about whatever you want about me. Uh, I'm not evil. I'm correcting your misconceptions. Right. And, and uh, that's I, what I'm saying. So for the, those that would think that this is the result of climate change, it's easy to take that path because you're taking this, quote unquote, sympathetic route. And it's a shame to put her in the category of fools because uh, I didn't want to. But she earned that right that Amy Klobuchar is a fool uh, for pointing out that if you vote Democrat, we can stop this. This is her implication. You really, and if you if you do, if you take your reusable cloth bag to the right. grocery store, you could prevent the hurricane that struck Sea Islands, Georgia, in 1893. Of the top 30 deadliest U.S. mainland hurricanes, only Katrina in 2005 and Floyd in 1999. Uh, would be considered recent, the most recent. Okay. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change no, you didn't. for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. We got to win in the midterms. You're a fool. We understand that, but none of that has stopped us from deciding right. we're going to put our differences aside and get some things done. That's you know what she is? She's an embarrassing fool. To look at this. To look at history and to look at the fact 
And to understand the way it works and then to say that Mm -hmm. is embarrassing. Now, prior to 1999, what is the most recent deadliest hurricane in the United States? Uh, There's 1954. I thought you had a 1957. No. When was Camille? I thought Camille was 1969. But apparently it wasn't deadly, as deadly as these. Mm. These are the deadliest hurricanes, which is brought up because we are astonished as a country to see the death toll from Ian. We didn't expect it. Right. It's 2022. We have building codes and we have warning systems mm-hmm. and we have, well, there aren't storm cellars there. They're at sea level. It'd be tough to build a storm cellar. But I think the death toll now is at 105. And we're shocked by that because because of how we've advanced. They were properly warned, right? Yeah. Um, I did see this yesterday. I thought this was worth bringing up. When everything went to hell in Florida after Hurricane Ian, I didn't see a convoy of Priuses, windmills, and social justice warriors coming to save the day. I saw diesel trucks, combustion generators, heavy tractors, fuel tankers, and a whole lot of bearded good old boys putting some of that toxic masculinity to work saving lives and rebuilding society. God bless the true backbone of America, the hardworking men and women of the middle class. That's so spot on. But the left, as they might be represented by what has been called the squad, they don't want to save this society. They want to re they want to reimagine this society. Yes. They yep. want to reimagine this society. The society does not need reshaping or reimagining. It's a wonderful society. And they're blind to the facts that I'm talking about. Uh, it, you're lucky if you gain a victory pushing back. You're lucky because, like you said, you're going to be accused of something. Right. You're going to be accused of you're you're a denier. What am I denying? The That's deadliest true. hurricane in the United States history is 1900. What am I denying? And Katrina ranks third on the list, 2005. And the most recent year for a deadly hurricane after 2005 is 1957. Hurricane Audrey, 416 dead. Hmm. Now, so yes, to answer the question, I thought, Santa, I do think, well, I, I, Sanibel is devastated. Yeah. It's flattened. Nothing. It's gone. Right. You can't recognize roads. You can't recognize anything. It's gone. So is Pine Island. Mm-hmm. So is Fort Myers Beach. And I'm, I was thinking, well, that's obviously so devastated that how could it ever come back? And my aunt, my my question is stupid. Of course, it will come back. It'll just take time. It'll take time, but it's coming back, so that today's two-year-olds will find a, a paradise in Florida forty years from now. Right. I'm not saying it's going to take forty years, but it's going to take it's going to take time. But I think what goes unquestioned is yes, it will be rebuilt. No one's going to abandon. No one's going to abandon warm weather. Right. I'm not going, especially as I get old. No one's going to abandon warm weather. Hmm. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you've been doing a decent job of it most of your working career. I know. I, I, no, I get away every winter, but I don't get away long enough to uh, to really. You know, that's always our, our favorite show is it's, you know, middle of January, early Feb, and you just look out the window and you say, guys, I know we're playing golf. I know, and I just yeah. can't I just, uh, I just can't get my act together. 
I, I bet you could. Well, that would be a cool thing to say. I say it facetiously. You probably get a hell of a deal on some property right now. Yeah, yeah you would. But it's a stupid thing to say. It's a stupid thing to say. My niece and her husband are in Fort Myers Beach, and although they sustained major damage, uh, it was still standing. But it's they're probably going to have to gut the thing. Well, they live there. They have a place there. Wow. I heard secondhand, but reliable, that Joe uh, Mauer's place was pretty much destroyed. Uh, but he lived right on the water, right on the ocean. Sure. And some of those places are, are going to suffer, suffer great damage. And then you have that segment of American society that says, well, it serves them right. Like I mentioned yesterday, people look at those piles of boats and they don't have sympathy. They don't have empathy because they're small-minded people. There's one, I saw a woman interviewed, uh, and behind her was the stern of their family's cruiser, a liveaboard that was at Fort Myers Harbor, a harbor in the Fort Myers area. And the name of the boat was Burned Out. And she explained it was called Burned Out because they lost their home in the fire in California. Wow. That uh, Sourdough Slim. Okay, was Palace near. Or Paradise? Paradise. Paradise. And so they moved to Fort Myers, their entire family, lived on the boat. Now they've lost the boat. Now they're moving to the Keys. So they're not giving up. So wow. what you're saying is if these people move in next door to you, I'm moving. Let's, let's head out of town. <laughs> right. I'm moving. Okay. And I'm not buying a lottery ticket if this gal moves oh. next door. But isn't that something? Wow. You leave your burned out property in California. And you come to Florida, and five years, six years later, your boat's destroyed. Uh, Garage Logic will be back in just a moment. Rook, what we'll do here, Kenny, not here. I will bump back, and you can do a uh, Kahuna a spot of your choice. Let me just go here. Escape with us vacations. Great deals on Fort Myers right now. <laughs> hey. Not that this matters, but I wonder how much damage some of those minor league complexes have had down there. Has that been? I don't know. I think right. the Twins was uh, okay from what St. Peter said. Well, then you would think Austin's would be fine too, then. They're basically <laughs> right next door yeah. to one another. That's where uh, Chef Andre, or whatever his name is, set up the thing to feed the homeless oh that's cool people yeah gotcha twins, yeah um, that's cool twins deal andres i don't know his name but you know what i mean i actually you know, know, watched like two innings of that game last night i'm thinking why am i watching this <laughs> this game is utterly meaningless i, I saw yankees uh, most of it but i did not see any twins are they still trotting around maris's kid to every one of these games no maris kid quit after the series in new york isn't he about not 90 cool. His kid? No, yeah. he's, no, he's, no, he's he just good. good. He's yeah. 50, 50, 55. So his judge is 61? Yeah. Because yeah. his mom is still with us. What's the season record for home runs? Barry Bonds. Well, it depends on who you ask. 70, well, with the asterisk. Barry Bonds. 70, How many? 73? Right, John? <laughs> I was just going to ask you. Why, why is he not mentioning all of this hoopla? Because of the steroid use? So the only yeah, person, well, they're citing it as the American League record. American League record wow. because Maris was the American League record. 61. Correct. Yep. That in 1961. Mm -hmm. Correct. He's from South Dakota, right? I wonder how many hit at Metropolitan Stadium. North Dakota. I don't know. Pat would know that. 
I'm ready. William. At Yankee Stadium, Chris, and I with that short right porch. Probably. William is going to do a book report based on something Patrick told him at the fair. Oh, that'd be good. Yes. Hate it. No, honestly, because William. Uh, Penthouse questionnaire. No, in one, of his, uh, <laughs> in one of his classes, they were talking about Roberto Clemente. So William became fascinated with him over the summer. We watched some Pirates games, blah, blah, blah. So when he saw. I said, hey, next time you see Patrick, you should ask him because I think Patrick might have covered him at some point. Well, that's when we, we asked you the same thing. Remember? No, I never day? did. I don't think Pat did. And, and he didn't. But what he told William is he said, hey, kid, why don't you look up and do a thing on the 1965 National League All-Star team? Yeah. Basically, Henry Aaron and Roberto Clemente were on the freaking bench. That's how good they were. It was amazing. Yeah. And that game was here. Right. That's why. That's what Pat said. Let's go here. That. So. Good story, Reavers. Got it. And then remember, I spelled Randy's name wrong. Yeah, it's you're you're done. It's I'm over. Uh, yep, I'm, I'm all right. Not all right, but it's over. I'm, I'm I over. can't figure out this hair thing. <laughs> it's good as far as you cannot know. stop him. You just make a move, Joe Suchere. You really cannot stop Such. Whether he's on or he's off, you just you can't stop him. You also can't stop me from telling you about Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. I pulled up their website, kahunawindowcleaning.com. It's got the phone number there. It's got all sorts of great information about how good they are. And you know what? That's not braggadocious. That's just being smart. Letting customers on your website give yourself a review to say, here's what happened. This is why I liked their services. Their window cleaning. Trusted in the finest Minnesota homes since 2007. Their window washing technicians are highly skilled, background checked, all that kind of stuff. So you know that you're going to have a good staff show up. They're going to be efficient. So they're not going to be in your face all the time. And they will get up on those ladders so you don't have to. Clean out the gutters, pressure washing, whatever the case may be. You can click on a button there to find out what services they actually do. Or if you want to just call them and ask them, go old school, 612-888-5248. They've got a great Better Business Bureau uh, award. So I want you to do your homework and learn that they're advertising on Garage Logic because they know good value. They know that good customers are going to call them. They're going to come out and get a great value. And they know that you're going to be completely satisfied. Yes, 612 888 Veteran-owned, Garage Logic approved, kahunawindowcleaning.com. Um, 17 nautical miles for almost one hour of real time. I forgot to mention that earlier. You had asked how long would it take you to get via jet ski, 115 miles. How long? Well, it says it will take you 17 nautical miles will take you roughly one hour. Is 17 nautical miles 150 miles? No. What, what are you saying now? You're the, you, okay. asked, you had asked how long would it take to go 115 <laughs> miles in a jet ski. No, I didn't ask that. I wonder if you had enough gas. I thought somebody asked that. <laughs> I've written that guy off. Okay, that's, he's uh, gone. He's he's shark food. That's it. I have two more observations about the uh, something really interesting here that tells us about human nature. Uh, my list of the thirty deadliest U.S. mainland hurricanes comes from the Weather Underground, so mm -hmm. I I find that reliable. Okay. There's not one area struck by a deadly hurricane that has remained. Abandoned. Hmm. That makes sense. No, doesn't. Yeah, there's no. In other words, 
The Florida Keys hit dramatically on Labor Day in 1935. They're all... Everything's been rebuilt. It's all been a coveted place to be. Okay, yeah. Not one of these 30 strikes has resulted in people walking away from that uh, location. We don't know that. No, I just mentioned the one. The what? one in Louisiana. They abandoned that city. That's the part I'm... Oh, I'm sorry. Again. Yeah. I'm sorry. The one that we were having a... Chenier. Chenier. Amanda. It was a fishing community. And then when the storm hit... Yeah, the 18, what is it, 1893? It hit in 1893 as a Category 4 and killed between 1,100 and 1,400 people. Yes, it is no longer inhabited. Well, that might be a case of where it's just no longer a township or, uh, in other words, in other words, do you know where on the map it might be? Yeah, it's basically as far south in Louisiana as you can possibly well, get. Well, yeah, that it probably just got incorporated by another area or some, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say is, but okay, but we'll, we'll count that one. With the exception of Chenier Kamananda, every uh, point of strike by a deadly hurricane uh, currently exists as a thriving area. The island is situated west of Grand Isle, protruding into the Gulf of Mexico approximately 55 miles from New Orleans by boat. All right the southern tip of the Jefferson Parish. So if it was an island, maybe it got so mm -hmm. wiped out that it just remained wiped out. What if it flipped over? Could have tipped over. Like Hank Johnson would have said. Capsized. <laughs> right. It was so populated. Uh, so the other observation is, I would think that as Sanibel, Pine Island, Fort Myers Beach, Fort Myers, all the way up and down that southwest coast. As it gets rebuilt, won't people take precautions? Mm -hmm. Now, you heard Randy Wayne White say he had a uh, what he thought was a top drawer generator, and he installed it 12 feet above the ground. He did not give a good review. No. A and so <laughs> will all future development there take that kind of thing into consideration? Probably. Uh, will all future development there take... Uh, Hurricane-proof construction. I mean, that could be expensive. Well, you know, people hurricane-proof. I mean, the it, people that don't have a lot of dough, you know, they were down there in the Winnebago. Right. You know, if that continues, you're you're not going to be able to hang on to a a trailer in a Category Four hurricane. No, you're gone. One of the things I thought about when when Randy was giving us the glowing review of that generator, can you not enclose generators? In other words, to prevent it from the elements hitting it, is that you not? Yeah, that? you can, but you you would have to vent it. Yeah, you're gonna have the exhaust. You have to vent it outside. Uh, well, anyway, everything's been rebuilt with the exception of Chenier Kamananda, which was uh, probably obscure back in 1893, much less right. today. And uh, it tells you that it's in our human nature to, uh, damn it, we just well, it used to be in the American human nature. That we got hit, we'll rebuild. Now, I still think that attitude will prevail in Southwest Florida. But again, you have the, the fools like Amy Klobuchar and these people who probably think it would be folly because unless you vote for Democrats, uh, this will just continue to happen again. Right. Amy, it's going to happen again no matter who we elect. And how much money you throw at it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with money. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Because the vice president yesterday. No, I know, but... What'd she say? <laughs> well, she was speaking at the Freedmen's Bank Forum, Joe. Oh. So let's deal with that disconnect. 
which we also refer to as disparities, because we see that people in our country are having an experience that is not equal. Oh, wow. And that's why we talk about equity. That's right. Yes. Because we recognize not everybody starts out on the same base. They don't start out in the same place, even though they, they have should. the same God-given capacity. But they should. So when we talk about the work we are doing here together, it is recognizing that and being guided by this principle of what we must do in the spirit and in the interest of equity. Got that? Okay, then. And so long as these fools tout that, they believe that's what keeps them in office and keeps them in power. She was confronted about the equity comment in relation to helping those in need in Florida and did not even acknowledge said reporter that had confronted her about that mm -hmm. idiotic comment she made. May I turn our attention closer to home? Uh, Republicans at our Minnesota State Capitol yesterday urged, they urged, urged Minnesota pollution agency leaders to steer clear of tougher tailpipe emission rules laid out in California. Uh, why should the unelected people of the Pollution Control Agency right. have any say whatsoever in what I drive? Any Zero. say whatsoever? Zero. We're letting it get away from us, people. We're just letting the whole thing get away from us. Minnesota last year adopted rules that require auto manufacturers that operate in Minnesota to make more electric and hybrid vehicles available starting in 2024. The standards are based on California requirements and were approved to help Minnesota get back in line with the 2007 guidelines for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. No, mm -hmm. the Republicans are right to challenge this. We have a different climate than California. Electric vehicles are particularly, or not particularly, they're more inefficient in cold weather. I'll say. But after California announced it would update its rules and require that all new cars, pickups, and SUVs run on hydrogen or electric by 2035, states with policies tied to California have had to decide if they're going to follow that same path. Mm. No, we have no... I'm not represented here by these unelected Minnesota Pollution no. Control Agency bureaucrats no, who have no business deciding this. No. For you... Unrepresented. What so, the legis what the Republicans in the legislature should demand is that this has to be an act of the legislature, not the pollution control agency. The uh, decision comes as car manufacturers face supply shortages. Uh, those are all factors the state should consider, said Bill Ingebrigtsen, Republican of Alexandria. Ingebrigtsen, who chairs the Senate Environmental uh, natural Resources Finance Committee said the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency should make clear to Minnesota consumers what the cost could be for setting the new requirements on vehicle manufacturers. If the market says, and people are able to afford an electric vehicle, I'm for it. That's just fine. That's a choice, he said. They don't like the idea of the state saying things like we're going to adopt standards for above all places, quite frankly, California or New York, because we are way different. MPCA Commissioner Katrina Kessler. Did you vote for her? I don't think so. I've never heard her name before. <laughs> told the committee that the state would continue with the original California standards for a year before deciding, deciding what to do next. 
I don't want to obey Katrina Kessler. <clears throat> Who in the hell is Katrina Kessler? That's my question. Probably a Walls appointee. Most and likely. Walls just parrot whatever Joe, he hears from the mystery. Joe, he's moving Minnesota forward. No, he is not. From there, she said yeah, she, she was could. she was a Walls appointee. Of course, she was. Yeah, November first, twenty twenty one. Right, oh. that was obviously Walls. She's fresh. Yeah. Was my stunned face. From there, she said she expected the pollution control leaders would follow federal rules around vehicle emissions rather than the new ones laid out in California. States are required under the Federal Clean Air Act to follow federal emission standards until they choose to follow at least some of California's rules. Because the feds are essentially saying there, go ahead and follow California rules if you want, states, because they're a lot harder than the federal rules. At this point, we are focused on implementing clean cars. Minnesota Kessler said we do not have a plan at this time to adopt advanced clean cars, too. Good, Ms. Kessler. Good. Someone had put this out there that California is about to unveil the new 2035 uh, model. State approved, and it was the Flintstone mobile. It's got to be a tough state to live in. You have to be so wealthy to live there. There was a news report this morning I saw because gas prices are once again on the rise, and some are saying because of what happened in Florida and whatever. And this lady that they cornered, said, I don't get why we're paying twice as much as the rest of the country. Well, in California, and I said, "You're poorly led, ma'am. Uh, wake up! <laughs> it's only going to get it worse." The market for electric cars has changed since the state started weighing the rule change in 2019. Amber Backhouse, vice president of public affairs for the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association, told the legislative committee that it will pose a burden for auto dealers to comply with the rule, even if it only remains in place for a year. Our dealers that will have to buy those vehicles are going to be buying them at a time when we are going to see prices of all vehicles continue to accelerate because of the supply chain shortages. It's going to make them more expensive, Backhouse said. The Association of Auto Dealers has sued in an effort to block the Minnesota rule from taking effect. Good. Democrats on the panel questioned the timing of the hearing, which is five weeks left before Election Day, and said the state was taking the right path by transitioning Minnesota's vehicles to more electric and hybrid options. Why is this only, a, why is saving the earth only a, a concern of the left? I'm, I want the earth. earth. I want the earth. earth. I want it to last I'm forever. Right. Well, and think about the ramifications. Because it's of, the way they govern and stay in power. Correct. But think about the ramifications here. Because, okay, in California, we can't buy one of a gas-powered vehicle after what, 20, 20? 2035. 20, 20, okay, great. So two things are going to happen. One, okay, I'm just going to go buy my vehicle in Arizona or Oregon or whatever, right. a neighboring state. And two, that, then what are you going to do? Oh, Fred down the street has a, a, a diesel-powered truck. We better pull him over and give him a citation. Well, even if you go buy your car in Arizona, California is going to make it terribly difficult for you to buy gas. There you are. Yeah. Do you want these people that we talk about to handle your estate? Nope. You want, I want the people, You want the government we're talking about? You want bureaucrats to handle your will? Why not? One of the most well-known law firms in the metro and western Wisconsin is Eckberg Lammers. They've been serving the legal needs of individuals and businesses for more than 70 years. 
they do your state plan. I can't urge this strongly enough. They have offices in the East Metro, East Metro, West Metro, and Western Wisconsin. We're going to die. I'm sorry to announce that, but you uh, you need a guy or you need a gal to cover for you with your estate planning services. These are great people. Uh, if you don't decide this for yourself or let Eckberg Lammers help you decide it, it will be decided by the courts. And you don't want to leave that big pile of mess for your right. family. No. You want it all under, uh, under control. You can avoid court, minimize taxes, and control your wishes. So you know what you end up with? I got it. Peace of mind. Got it. Peace of mind. P-E-A-C-E. Not just a peace of peace. mind. A peace of mind. And it's time to do this. I don't care how old you are. You've got grandkids coming along, maybe, or that's about to happen. You're buying homes, cabins, real estate. You're sending kids to school. They take all of this under advisement and prepare a plan for you. Uh, reach out to Eckberg Lammers, won't you? Uh, they're GLers through and through, and they know how to take care of these issues. Uh, talk to the team about estate planning. Eckberg Lammers, 651 439 2878 or visit them at eckberglammers.com slash will. They take everything. They take everything. <laughs> Who was that? We that was Renter's Warehouse. They take everything. I use Renter's Warehouse. Based on your recommendation. You did? I don't, are they still around? Oh, yeah. Although they sold to a, because the guy that, that owned, remember, he was the guy that came in, uh, uh, Brenton. Wasn't that the goal of them to build up something that would be sold? Yeah, I think they sold to a national chain. I, I'm looking into the front page back. Did you read the food article? Yeah, I did. That same guy yeah. actually owned a piece of the nightclub I worked at. Uh, Nancy Cayum is the uh, former owner of the, um, what was the Afghani restaurant? I don't know. Highland. I can't think of it right now. Mount Sarawak. No. Is that Sarawak? Abdul Cayum owned it. Then she. Kyler uh, Kyber Pass. No. It is was that the place you were TCF. Is that the place you always used to bring stuff in from? Oh, my God. Why can't I think of the name of that restaurant? Mohammed Abdul. No, Afghan. <laughs> Caravan Sarai. Caravan Sarai. It was a great place. Uh, but now she does that. She, My brother works for her. Does what? Food. For your family? Makes food for the students. But she's legit. She's been doing it for a while. She's got a nice home in Malibu. She's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my brother-in-law and my brother work for her. What, the, what a place am I thinking of that you would always bring takeout from? The, the place, the egg rolls. Oh, that's Hong Sen. That place was awesome. Yeah, that that's good stuff. Those are good. Those are good egg rolls. Yeah. yeah. And the sauce. They and then I remember I sent him and he went to the wrong place. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Where's my order? <laughs> I don't have your order here. You're, you, you might be thinking about that place over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that place still around? Yeah. Uh, Grand Avenue. Well, why aren't you bringing Chris any egg roll? Yeah, where's yeah, my egg roll? That's what he's saying right now, huh? <laughs> was, their sauce was great. It was like, what was it? Egg something sauce? Damn, that's uh, good. Fish sauce. Oh, that was good. But it wasn't fishy. No. Something's fishy. 
something's fishy here. Because didn't they call you Mark? What if a mock? Do you know anybody <laughs> getting a uh, frontline worker check? I do. Who? I know two people who are. You and your wife? My wife and the kid. What'd your kid do? My kid was. Uh, he was in stores. He was in stores every day. Yeah. Doing what? Delivering. No, he was. Uh, Wasn't he a merchandiser? Yeah. He was a merchandiser. Okay, he didn't deliver anything. He just had to set it up. That's what I meant. Is it? Wrong of me because I'm struggling with the frontline worker pay. Oh, they didn't miss a check, and they're getting a bonus. Yeah, a those that were unemployment bonus, by the way. Were, were not. They, they they were not getting a check from their employer. Um, I don't want to share this on the show. I'll solve this with people that paid for the screen. Right, yeah, this is why you're in. Uh, <laughs> this is why you're in. I married someone who was in the front lines. Yeah, and forgot to apply. Oh, Oops. so you're out four hundred eighty-seven dollars and forty-five cents. Well, whatever, I don't. Well, isn't that something? Well, I'm gonna need all that. But I told her, I said, "Hey, are you getting a check?" I asked her this either yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. And she said, "For what? You didn't apply, did you?" Well, let's do John's news, then do little man. That means that sixty percent of working people are getting going to get a check when you break down the math of the population of the state. Does that seem right? 60 percent no. of the really? working population Seriously? yeah that's all are all frontline workers so, so if you work at target i got an email from a guy who did the math that doesn't sound correct well they've approved 1.02 million people to get a check the yep. state has 5.7 million people that includes kids and seniors okay the total population age 20 to 70 is 1.65 million people in 2021 that says that 60 percent of the working population is getting a check that would be the can't argue with that number yeah well and this guy says i don't buy that 60 percent of the people getting a check does that mean our economy is basically people who work in coffee shops no what it, they're suggesting is there's going to be a bunch of people getting a check that didn't leave their house well, we have another fraud situation well, of course that's what this is what's uh What's 1.2 million times 420? Okay. This is about $500 million, isn't it? Well, they, no, they approved what they approved. It says in the story. Yeah. Uh, I read it. Details. Let's go here. Can't Who's got something? Rook does. Let's go. Keep it to a minute. Keep it to a minute. Right. I got to go. A minute 50. Yep. Keep it to a minute. Where are you going? Let's go. Nice house. Oh, he's got another phone call. Better make a phone call about, outside. About ten minutes uh, northeast of here. <laughs> Let's go here. I'm ready. Just wait for you to stop yelling. Stop yelling. And now, man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joseph Tree. Okay, folks, it's time to escape. Escape with us vacations. They are the true planners for your trip. Now, you get your whole family out there. Escape With Us Vacations is run by two wonderful women, my sisters, Teresa and Maria, and they have over 70 years of experience, and they want to get you to go somewhere. Now, Florida, yes, it's going to be out, so you're going to have to find something new. You're going to need a new plan. So get in touch with my gals over at Escape With Us Vacations. A multi-generational travel trip. What a great trip. And you're going to have to pick somewhere other than Florida right now. But get in touch with them. 
What? Well, there's other places in Florida besides Fort Myers. Well, I know, but everybody likes to go there. You can still go to Orlando. You can still go to um, Sarasota. I yield the balance of my I'm time here, Senator. I'm the other side. Here it I is. I know you. No, should, this is what it is. We should name all the cities in Florida that you can You got the whole right Atlantic now. side you can still go to. You got everything. All you have to do is call them, 651-788-4338. Why not go to a dude ranch out west? You can do that as well. Jacksonville? Yeah, but you talked to me, so I'm going over a minute here. 651-788-4338. <laughs> you can plan the trip, put on a down payment, and make monthly payments. They will work with you. They know what they're doing and they're in mid Croatia right now trip right now I want you to book your trip like Joe did with escape with us vacations online at escape with us vacations.com Tallahassee That's way too short Tallahassee Teresa and Marie I'm sorry that was way too short no, it was not Destin is Destin okay yes Destin's a good place well I was trying to save your sorry yeah, person self I can't remember if we're on or off right now. Are we on? You're on more than we're on the air. We're more off than we're on. I think. Are Pensacola. Is Pensacola okay? Yeah. What are we? Uh, yeah. John? I, I heard a song. So. Yes, John, Joe. Let's, do, uh -huh. this, let's yeah. do this as the beginning of your newscast. John, you have one minute. Sure. <laughs> Pandemic frontline workers will each get $487.45 from the state. Yep. All right. Uh -huh. uh, state officials will send out payments to more than 1 million people, significantly more than initially anticipated. Uh, apparently, the money starts going out tomorrow. Uh, if you deserve money, I'm all for you. Congratulations. Uh, legislators and Governor Tim Wells agreed in April to, send to spend $500 million on worker payments after lengthy negotiations. They estimated that if 667,000 eligible workers qualified for the program, each person would get 750 but as the state was inundated with requests, uh, they, that number had to come down. So I got an email from Josh who writes, somebody better do some mathing. Mm-hmm. 1.02 million people have been approved. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. The state has 5.7 million people. That includes kids and seniors. The total population, uh, the working population, age 20 to 70 is 1.65 million people in 2021. That says that 60% of the working population is getting a check. He doesn't buy it. I don't know uh, for sure where Josh got his numbers. Yeah. But I'm seeing seasonally adjusted monthly employment by industry as 2,929,000 people. He yeah. said what? 1 million Oh, no, he just was giving the population age 20 to 70. He wasn't giving the number of employed. Oh, okay. The total population, does that make sense? The total population age 20 to 70 is 1.65 million? That seems that seems shy to me. Well, it, uh, yeah, because if we age? have almost 3 million people working, how how is that possible? Yeah, never mind. Uh, there's fraud there somewhere. I just don't know where it is. There's something going on. Well, there's some fraud there somewhere. There's got hey, if there's five hundred million involved, there's some fraud. Gotcha. And I don't blame people. I guess that may may or may not have been frontline workers that decided to apply for this because you know why not? It's going to get distributed anyway. Right. But you know dang well that there's going to be a bunch of people that are getting a check that probably didn't really qualify. But am I? 
Am I wrong? I wouldn't want to go through the work it would take to get a check for 480 bucks. You're going to need all that? Well, True. Well, you're in a different uh, economic class than some of us, Joe. Well, no, I don't mean it that way. I mean, just think of the BS you got to go through. Well, I don't yeah, think it took long. You had to go online and fill out a thing. I know oh. that only because I have a household member that did it. It right. took him five minutes. All right. But am I wrong yes. to bring up the, uh, the fact that <laughs> yes. they already didn't miss a check? And now they're getting a bonus. Well, that I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Versus people that you know were on unemployment well, or or didn't get the check I, from there. I think you used a good word there, Rook. Bonus. They're getting the bonus for working because there was consider this. And I I'm going to stick up because I'm married to someone that did work on the front lines. There was a lot of uncertainty right away in the initial stages of this of pandemic, man. I mean, there were a lot of people, including you guys, have all met Jess. She's as fit as anybody you'll ever meet. And she was worried about going in every day. Well, I, got a, I got a question for you. Okay. Uh, yes. Weren't we all at risk of COVID? I mean, if you if if you went to the grocery store to do your weekly shopping, weren't you at but, risk of COVID? Yes, but some people. But the were, clerk there was more at risk because the clerk was there longer and dealing with and, and 10, 25 times more people than you were on a daily you. basis. All right. Same yeah. thing if someone was working in a hospital. They were at much greater risk than someone that was coming in to produce a podcast every day. Yeah. Or Here's I you. might see five people, not counting you idiots, because I'm sitting at home doing this. Yeah, yeah. I go to a store and I work at, say, five different stores, which somebody in my family did. I mean, he's in contact with 200 people. Yeah. Were we so frontline for radio? I mean, no. We Here's John Height. Here's John Height. I was frontline, but I was sitting at home. So. I spent much of that year at home. You did. The year didn't of. You? Uh, yeah, you did, didn't you? That's right. Yeah. Because you'd have visitors. 2021. The only person that came in to see me was my guy, Rookie. Yep. Was in here all by myself. Risking my life (laughs) to deal with Reavers. (laughs) To deal with Reavers. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. In the news. uh, By the way, Joe, I did figure that out. You were right. It's 500 million. Yep. Woo! A little over 500 million dollars. And originally they had asked for a billion. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of fraud when you get to a billion. Tell you there's so much cynicism in this podcast. It really is. Love it. Well, how can you blame us, John? How can you blame us? Seriously. In the news, Fourth District Judge Nicole English has sentenced Jamal Smith to life behind bars. The mandatory sentence for first degree murder in Minnesota. Uh, you remember uh, Smith is the fella who was convicted of killing Jay Bouton in a July 2021 shooting on Highway 169. Five of Bouton's family members gave victim impact statements. Nova Bouton, Jay's mother, said she does not hate Smith for his actions, expressing her belief his life matters just like her son's life mattered. Uh, Nova also urged Smith to seek professional counseling, saying he should be ashamed of his decision. Smith and his defense counsel, who appeared together over Zoom, also gave statements before English delivered the sentence. He will have a chance at parole. After how many years? 30. 30? Okay. 30. How old is he? 20. That I'm not sure. Thought he was in his mid twenties. Story, but uh, we got to be back terrorizing people in their electric cars. Thank Thirty you. years from That's now. exactly what I was going to say. And this POS and his defense team still maintain his innocence. To which I want to say, yeah. then who pulled the trigger? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, we now know who the finalists are for St. Paul's police chief job. Four work from the department right now, and one is from Philadelphia. The person from Philadelphia is Dr. Jacqueline Bailey Davis, the police standards inspector with the Philadelphia <sighs> Police Department. From the St. Paul I, Police Department, 
We have Pamela Berrigan, Unit Commander for Community Partnerships for the Police Department. Curtis Hallstrom, St. Paul Police's Eastern District Commander. Axel Henry, Commander of St. Paul Police Narcotics, Financial Intelligence and Human Trafficking Division. Stacy Murphy, who currently serves as Assistant Chief of Police. Who do I want from that group? Get in here. Who do I want from that group? Read the list again. I saw it. Uh, We have the uh, Dr. Jacqueline Bailey Davis from Philadelphia. No. Pamela Berrigan, the unit commander for community partnerships in St. Paul. Curtis Hallstrom, St. Paul Police's Eastern District Commander. Axel Henry, commander of St. Paul Police Chiefs Narcotics, Financial Intelligence, and Human Trafficking Division. And Stacey Murphy, who currently serves as assistant chief of police in St. Paul. I know you probably know it, but he gets first shot. Go ahead. Who do I want? Stacey Murphy. Oh, no. Axel. 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 I want a police chief named Axel. And here's why I want it. Because every time that Axel will be mentioned, we'll get rookie to give it to Axel. I was surprised I didn't get it when I read the story. Damn, I missed it. I was waiting, John, because I could see the mirrors. I met Axel Henry. I've met him. So you want a former chief that's named Axel and a current one to be Axel. Oh, that's right. Well, oh, didn't let me Axel, ask you a question. Yeah. Didn't Axel, he was the, wasn't he the lead detective in that big cigarette bus? The Dearborn it? hijacking. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. John, continue. Uh, Axel uh, Henry, uh, this fella here from St. Paul, also somebody posted today a picture of him. He has a lovely tattoo that is almost a sleeve on one of his arms. So mm-hmm. that's, that's another reason. So Axel's a badass, is what you're saying. I think Axel uh, would suffer fools poorly. The thing about that is... Uh, Mikey would have had a better end if he would have just stayed away from those bear bonds, you know? <laughs> He'd probably still be alive today. I'm reading, Joe. Oh, I'm sure. reading. Yeah. Current interim police chief Jeremy Ellison has previously said he did not apply for the job. They're going to hold some uh, public forums. The mayor wants people to uh, come out and speak about this who they may want. The first one, October 11th, the Washington Technology Magnet School at 6 p.m. Acting chief Ellison might be the smartest guy in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have several people now that are listening to the Garage Logic live feed via the Garage Logic Town Council. That oh, you can sure. Sign up for for ten dollars sure. a month, it's fun. Including it's Brian, who just emailed subject line math. Yeah. In 2014, over 2.8 million Minnesotans aged 16 and older reported for work on a daily basis. You're looking at roughly 38 oh, percent. Yeah. But 2014 that's, that's was eight years ago. I didn't do the math. Well, some emailer did the. I, I was looking at 2018 numbers, and it was 2.9 okay. numbers I had. So there you go. Got it. So there you go. Uh, I was listening yesterday on the uh, the feed, and you and were. Did you think a shot at me, Reavers? You. <clears throat> and I did that because I knew you were listening. Oh, I knew you did. <laughs> After 12 hours of bargaining Monday, M Health Fairview and its 350 union-backed mental health workers reached a tentative year-and-a-half deal. In the coming weeks, union members are expected to vote on whether to accept the contract with one psych associate called the best deal possible. If the deal makes it through the final steps, many M Health Fairview workers' wages would increase 6%, then increase again by 2.75% in March, according to don't, no, whoa, 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 Kenny, you haven't, don't start. Don't let him say anything. Kenny's been practicing some uh, silence today, and I think it's working out well. Yes. Okay, John. Don't, no. Just stay He's waving his arms. He's yeah. flailing. I know, but let him flail. The mother of Dante Wright's son, Dante Jr., is suing Wright's parents. 
According to a civil lawsuit filed yesterday in Hentland County, China Whitaker says Wright's parents and attorney Ben Crump promised that all money raised through a GoFundMe account set up after Wright's death would be split equally between the Wright family and Dante Jr. However, Whitaker alleges that Wright's, fam uh, Wright's parents excuse me, are the only ones who've gotten any of the money from the GoFundMe so far. As of Monday, more than $1 million had been raised by that account. Wright killed by former Brooklyn Center police officer Kimberly Potter during a traffic stop. She was sentenced to two years in prison back in February. Uh, Whitaker, uh, Ben Crump, excuse me, specific, specifically stated to China Whitaker, according to the suit, in the presence of several of her relatives and friends on more than one occasion or words to that effect, that I would receive at least 50% of the proceeds. The lawsuit includes an email from the organizer of the GoFundMe that says all funds raised from this site will go toward covering funeral and burial expenses, mental health and grief counseling, providing support to Dante's infant son, and to help the Wright family in the fight for justice. In a statement to our buddies at Five Eyewitness News, Crump said this is strictly a family dispute between the mother of Dante Wright's child and Dante's parents. Ben Crump Law never handled or controlled the money from this GoFundMe account. Ben Crump Law did not benefit from any of the funds raised, and we do not accept any fee in this case. Our hearts are always with the family. We pray that they'll find resolution. The always available Crump didn't get any taste from this case? I thought he no, did. No, he did that pro bono or yeah. whatever, whatever you call that. Do we believe that? that? Legal thing. I don't believe anything that he says. So but I'm at a point know, in life right now where I don't believe anything about anything. I, I don't either. So the, the, the point being is the parents of Dante are saying that we're, we're going to be the ones that take care of our grandson. Is that kind of the message we're getting here, John? Um, I, I don't know. what the, the message is they're keeping all the money. I don't know where the, the grandson is, if he's with the mom or hmm. I have no idea. Got it. No idea. Weird story from Eden Prairie last night. I'll uh, say. Police say a, a man damaged a grocery store with a machete hmm. in Eden Prairie. According to Eaton Prairie Police, officers were called to Jerry's Foods on Hennepin Town Road at around 6.45 on a report of a person with a machete causing damage inside. Officers found an 18-year-old, arrested him without incident. Police said nobody was injured, but some shelves inside the store were damaged. A very frightening video. I don't know if you guys have seen this. As an aside here, it's a robot arm swinging the machete and using it properly. This that, guy was? Me. No, 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 no. This is a different story. Right. Can that guy be shot? Can you shoot him in the aisle for that? Well, if he attacks, he attacks, yeah. 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 self defense. Yeah. Like that Harrison Ford thing in the movie. Right. Just, yeah. <laughs> guy brings out the giant. The knife. Weapon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, okay. Oh. <laughs> the search for Hurricane Ian survivors continued today. The amounting death toll reached 105. Fort Myers Beach residents were warned that they might may not be able to return to their waterlogged homes for months because of the devastation. Insurers assessing the damage to properties ransacked by the flooding winds are racing for a multi-billion dollar hit after Florida's streets were turned into rivers. So far, more than 1,600 locals have been rescued. According to authorities, residents on Fort Myers Beach could be homeless for months. Authorities say they're not even close to finishing sifting through wreckage. Lee County officials also said there will be power outages in the area for at least the next four weeks. Meanwhile, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to ask a political question, but continue your story. I thought you were done. Well, stay with the waterlogged streets. I keep getting asked at home, where does that water go? And my answer is, well, there's no hills there. They're damn near at sea level, if not at sea level. Mm -hmm. I suppose it just takes a long time to uh, for the water to reacclimate into the rivers and streams and ocean. 
the the rough part that I can't stop thinking about is Randy saying every, everything has that little coating, the little cake mud slime type. Yeah, that just yeah. that's going to be the worst part of it. Well, how about the uh, the uh, degradation of there being no sewage system? Oh man, yeah, it, it, it it'll be built back. They'll get it back. It, paradise will return. There was one photo that I saw yesterday where the what would you call it the uh, the street level windows the water was up seven feet yeah. or whatever and they were holding the glass windows were yeah. holding I, I, I thought don't that know dude that swam a half mile to rescue ma yeah. she was in a wheelchair and there was a picture of her sitting in her living room and the water was up to her neck oh and her kid shows up swam to her to get her yeah. i thought that was pretty neat i'd probably say mom <laughs> tough on this one mom i uh that's a lot different. Than think of what he swam through. Yeah, that's a lot different than the monster we had in the wheelchair, <laughs> where uh, mom wasn't with us and the kid was taken around town, going to the bank. Yep, went oh, to. And mom was yeah. a kind of a stiff one, wasn't she? Right, yeah. she'd yeah. been gone for some time. Yeah, had a blanket know, over all, her. All those problems that you guys talked. All those problems you guys talked about. Here's another problem they're having. Apparently, there's a lot of alligators and snakes all yep. around these homes. Yeah, the I saw Royce's tweet about this. He said, "We've got serpents." Yep. <laughs> Sanibel Fire Chief William Briscoe said there are a lot of places that are not livable, places off their foundations, and there are alligators running around and snakes quote all over the place. Oh mm-hmm. no, thank you. Hurricane mm-hmm. knocked out several portions of the Sanibel Causeways. We've been talking about when the storm hit the state and yet it's human nature to be so predisposed to find cold weather uncomfortable mm-hmm. it will be rebuilt and you know who is a very good snake hunter randy wayne wright <laughs> randy randy wayne white w-h-i-t-e-n I meant to say that, but my mouth was Randy, autocorrected. You take it up with Chris and Rookie. I, no, I Rook had my ass off to get that. I fixed. meant to say that, but my mouth was autocorrected. Rook had nothing to do with the clerical error. It was all me. It's all good. Randy Wayne White with Joey Wendy Webb. apologized on Twitter for the mistakes. Mm. The first Russian reservist mobilized on the orders of Russian President Vladimir Putin arrived Monday in the recently annexed Lugansk region in order to secure that Moscow dominated territory. Previously, the defense military had informed that those mobilized by the Kremlin after they were trained would start one of their main missions in that area. Meanwhile, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has pulled out holding talks with Russia's Vladimir Putin and has signed a decree declaring any talks between Kiev and Putin impossible. The decree formalized comments made by Zelensky about Putin on Friday. Uh, meanwhile, while the rest of the world is making lots of fun of Elon Musk, Russia is praising him after his tweet that polled his followers on whether and which parts of the Ukrainian territory should be formally, uh, formally handed over to Russia. The Tesla chief was swiftly rebuffed by Zelensky and the Ukrainian diplomat. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. Mm-hmm. The diplomat went on Twitter to answer Musk by telling him in his response simply to F off. Yep. Bleep okay. off. Okay, then. Yeah. Did you say that in Ukraine or Russia? Ukraine. It was in okay. English. Okay. Here's my political question. Um, our friends downstairs at Channel Five are going to hold, are going to televise debate night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's October 23rd. So the two candidates for Secretary of State are going to Steve Simon and Kim Crockett, and Keith Ellison's going to debate James Schultz for Attorney General, and Jensen's going to debate himself. 
I don't, isn't Walzer showing up? No, he's not signed up as of yet. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Why? What does? What, what are we going to do then? Can you debate yourself? Is that even a well, yes? Yeah, yeah. Walls is going to look like it, actually in uh, uh, locally. No, it happened in no, it happened in uh, Pennsylvania, right? Where uh, Oz is running. Oz didn't show. Isn't Jensen now in a position of having denied, uh, having to uh, deny that he? Uh, thought schools were providing litter boxes yep. for students yep. who identified as furry. Yep. Yeah. You know, they that's probably not, schools probably have not done that, no. but it wouldn't surprise me in the least if they did. Right. But, I, I see yeah. that on, yeah. I see that as a date on the calendar yeah. some someday. John, you want Today, to take no. it from here? Go ahead. Well, here, you know what I'd like to say, and this will get me in trouble. Well, oh, you're, boy, you're uh, live on this thing. All, all I'm saying is, when you were talking before about uh, the political aspect and, and why the Republicans can't gain any traction, when nominate some people. Well, you, in different words, oh. you said basically the Republicans can't, uh, or Democrats or whatever, right. appear to be in the state. Nominate some folks who would appeal to right. the middle-of-the-road voters. Right. Jensen, not exactly. Crockett? No. Mm, no, and Schultz, just, is, Schultz is very Schultz definitely. I agree completely. But I agree completely. But it's you know, and we, you and I have talked about this off here. You know, mm -hmm. the, both parties seem to be going. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. and and what a time for someone to swoop in, John. I know what you're saying. We need a yeah. Who has been the last? Well, there's a the guy in the Minnesota Republicans who are too stupid to nominate. Qualls. Well, okay, I'll give you that. Obama. Okay. And go bongo. There you go. But yeah. All right. Well, I'm and the Democrats are just rolling right over these uh, community organizers from uh, city council to mayor to senator. Well, the Walls campaign has just essentially decided that what we're going to do is we're going to roll out $10 trillion worth of television advertisers that don't have an ounce of truth to them, and we're just going to run and hide. Mm -hmm. And they're probably going to well, he, he does. Yeah, I was going to say. He, I mean, Jen, Dr. Jensen really needs to stop taking money and giving it to the wealthy. He, I agree with that, Ad. He has to, we have to change that. He's taking money and giving it to the wealthy. Yeah. And he's closing all the schools. Yes. Yeah. All the schools. Yeah. We have a musician death. Loretta Lynn, called Kentucky coal Sing miner's it. daughter. Sing it. I was born to be a coal miner. I was born a coal miner's daughter. I think Loretta did a little bit better. I, so I, I asked Chris prior to the show if we could play her today, and that these FCC rules regarding. Oh my God! I was going to say something else. I thought you were going to say something really bad there. <laughs> he basically did. My mind finished the sentence for right. you. Yeah, uh, it's too. just a mess. We can't play music. Uh, Loretta was 90 years old, and the songwriters crafted a persona of a defiantly tough woman, a contrast to the stereotypical image of most female country singers at the time. She wrote about sex and love, cheating husbands, divorce and birth control, sometimes got in trouble with radio programmers for material from which even rock performers won't shy away from. I read a stat this morning. Uh, she was banned from more radio stations than any country male singer really? of her era. Yeah. What was Dew's real name? Her husband, Dew. What was his real name? Oh, gosh. I'm pulling her up. You can't look it up. You don't know. His name is Oliver. I would not really? have guessed that in a million years. Her biggest hits, 60s and 70s, included uh, the one Joe was singing there, Coal Miner's Daughter. Uh, my favorite, You Ain't Woman Enough, 
which was such a great song. The Pill, Chris, there's the song that got banned by a lot of stations. Mm. Don't Come Home and Drinking with Love It On Your Mind. That was written for you. (laughs) Somebody's going to be lucky. Somebody's going to get lucky in this house. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at country and rated X. He was known for appearing in floor-length wide gowns with elaborate embroidery or rhinestones. Her honesty and unique place in country music was rewarded. The first woman ever named Entertainer of the Year. The genre is two major award shows. A coal Miner's Daughter is the title of her 1976 book, made into a 1980 movie of the same name. Sissy Spacek played her there. Won an Academy, played an Academy Award. Uh, won, I'm sorry, an Academy Award for that. Uh, long after her commercial peak, Lynn won two Grammys in 2005 with her album. It's a really good album, Van Leer Rose, which featured 13 songs she wrote, including Portland, Oregon. That was a collaboration, the whole album, with rocker and longtime fan Jack White, who produced the album and played all the guitar. Really? I didn't know hey, that. Hey, whatever happened, oh, yeah. look up Stissy Space. Whatever happened to her? Okay. She was just in a series on uh, oh. Hulu or Netflix, I forget. What you was know? the song in the movie uh, where it's the first time Loretta sings? She's in a. She's in a honky tonk, and she starts singing with the band. And Dude gets all proud. It was a great song. What the hell was it? Mm. It was very rocky. It was very rock and rolly. Huh? Uh, I several. Been a long time. Pregnant again, naked in the rain. Somebody led me away. This is with the movies. Um, I will say this: I've noted that these are two really cool towns. She was born April fourteenth in. Butcher Hollow, Kentucky. We call Butcher. it Hollow. Okay. Holland. And then she died in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. Yeah. Butcher Holler was uh, fairly poverty ridden. Well, yeah. What, what was her? She had she was the daughter sister. of a coal miner. Did you know that? Her dad died in 52 <laughs> years of age. <laughs> probably from coal dust. With one, two, three, four, five, six, seven children. Well, she had four kids before she became a star. Yeah. Before she had a hit record, yeah, she had four kids. For every 2,000 steps you take every day, your risk for premature death may fall by 8 to 11 percent. We're down to 2,000 steps, huh? That well, for every 2,000, that's yeah. according to research published. Hey, hey, uh, hey, so, Joe, I have something I'd like to bring up at the beginning of the show. I have a need for railing. <laughs> <laughs> he had written down, was that last oh, week? No, yeah, he had written down steps. steps. Like rookies know, <laughs> top hat. Top hat. <laughs> uh, research uh, published by JAMA Neurology. The researchers found that walking more, accumulating up to roughly 10,000 steps a day, was linked to a reduction in the occurrence of cardiovascular disease, 13 types of cancer, and dementia. Uh, studies involved about 78,500 participants taking 10,000 steps a day has become a common health and fitness goal. However, the new studies found that health benefits can also be achieved by taking fewer steps. For instance, walking about 9,800 steps a day was found to lower risk of dementia by about 50%, but dementia risk was still cut by 25% if you only walked 3,800 steps a day. Also, walking at a faster pace or upping the intensity was found to have health benefits. With intensity amplifying results, walking at a faster pace led to a lower risk for dementia, heart disease, cancer, and early death beyond the benefit accrued from the number of daily steps. Do I know how dumb I am? How dumb are you? How dumb you? are you? I bet I've got a reading pile that I'm saving for when for when the weather ultimately drives me indoors for those long 
cold, rainy nights. Yeah, you're. Uh, I mean, I'm keeping up on my periodicals, but I'm saving carbon AZs and things like that. And then I'll, I'm a big reading. Pile. He's a doomsday prepper. <laughs> But uh, I, I grabbed one the other day from the pile. It was a Hemmings Motor News September issue. And sure enough, there was a car in there that I wanted desperately. And it was in Minnesota. And I vaguely knew the owner. Okay. And I called him, uh, not realizing the car was for sale. Because I also know the guy who did the work on it. The guy who I trust implicitly. Okay. One hell of a car. British car. Yeah. And he said where are you seeing this at? I sold that more than a month ago. I said, well, it's in the September Hemmings. And this is, you know, two weeks ago, mid-September. Well, September Hemmings probably arrived August 1st, the way those magazines bumped right, themselves right. ahead. So so saving my reading pile cost me that car. See, you would have, that's why... That's why I just wish you were more normal. Rook, I wish you just had me. What do you think the mirror goes through where, where he decides, well, this has got to be saved, and this one I can read today? Well, I read the currents. I mean, I try to keep up with National Review right. and the New Yorker and things like oh, that and read them right away. But the fun stuff I'm saving for, see, for a rainy day. For when I'm driven inside. Okay. How is it determined? Because with the utility prices, what they are. I ain't going to heat that damn garage, I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> but what determines the percentage of, is it just the title? Yeah. You, you look at it and say, I think that's going to be fine. This one can wait. That's this one can wait. That's, going a, that that's okay. a saver. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I want to go on the record here. You guys think this is really weird, yeah. but I do the same exact thing. I got I got little stacks of books and yes. magazines that, are, yes. that sit there and, and whatever. Yeah. No, it's true. I, I, you want me to take my camera over and show you? I can show you the files. Really. In my <laughs> the moral of the story is these magazines send their uh, send each edition yeah. out too early. And you you couldn't order your car or buy your car because right. you looked at it too late. Right. In my basement, in, in the uh, in the the family room or whatever it is, I have several stacks of books mm -hmm. that I will never read. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I uh, loaned a book to Mr. I knew this was nine, eight, nine years ago. Oh, now. it's got to be longer than and, that. And you were going to read it all yeah. four by Jim Bowden, and, yeah. and I, I signed with you. Well, thank you. Johnny, did I loan you out the jazz book? we got to take a break. John, just what so you're aware, that I've had possession of that book so long, it's been a it's been it's in his. three different houses that I have lived in. It's crazy. <laughs> read the damn book. You'd like it. One I got a note on the Gigglers. The French gigglers, we yeah. are also taking yeah. uh, a number of emailers want me to understand that the uh, that on the set of that French show, behind each giggler was a framed photograph of the origin of the sound each was making. There was a car horn, braying, no. ass, barking seal. You get the drift. So it was kind on. of they pulled them together. Uh, so that that video is on YouTube, and you can see the and the mm. the guy I said that looked like uh, Marty Allen. Yeah. That might be a woman. I can't tell. But it's just as funny Sports. watching them as it is hearing them. Yes. We'll be back shortly. But first, I want to introduce once again our new friends with Rise and Shine Garage Doors. Kenny has already made the call. I'm probably next, and the mayor's going to be after me. Yep. We, we finally have a guy. Listen. They do residential, commercial repairs, and installations of all things related to the garage door and the opener. They have a perfect 
five-star rating on Google and Yelp, by the way, because customer service is their absolute number one most important thing. That's right, number one. And they also give you options. They don't do high-pressure sales. They let the customer choose from different solutions that are best for them. They're also family-owned. Uh, Josh and Alex, they grew up right here. Blaine and Anoka, we met them the other day, and they're great guys. They also give 5% discounts for seniors, military, and if you have a AAA membership, you also apply for that. And their employees are certified technicians. They don't just hire people like me and rookie off the street. These guys know exactly what they're doing. So visit their website today. Call Rise and Shine Garage Doors.com is their website. You can also see their social media pages that I've linked to uh, via my social media pages as well. But they're fantastic and they're here to help you. Rise and Shine Garage Doors is their, uh, is their name. Please let them know that you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. <laughs> I wrote it down and then I folded this up. That was all right. Good. I got to run. See you, bro. See you, Rock. Uh, I'm eating it too. Does Sun Country fly nonstop to Gulfport? They do. Really? There's, there's different. That's the Redneck Riviera. They're all over the map. Yeah. They're, um, that car show would be neat. And they do a lot of um, uh, charging. I was born to be a coal miner's daughter. Chris, when you start getting those emails about what I said, you just keep me paying. Nah, yeah. I, I kind of figured. All right, last segment. Any ads? You want to buy the Quick Spar? No. Any ads? <laughs> Chris? No, we're good. Let's go. Are you ready? Yeah. Joe, what do you got going on today? You got to make a phone call. He's it. Just leave it on your desk. Oh yeah, perfect day to make a phone call. Yep. Let's come here. Is this gonna be our last seventy-five degree day? Uh, probably. I'm keeping an eye out for the last ninety. Oh, in the records. Yeah. Well, it's usually around this time of the year, isn't it? Come on up, I think. Come on up. Yep. Come on up. Oh, uh, I meant when I promoted or played the Harris thing, I meant to promote something. I'm going to link to the Geo website. We just casually mentioned what that. now. Do what now? <laughs> Do what now? Huh? When I played the Harris audio, it it re, I was gonna promote something that I can't play on the show. Yeah, but I'm gonna link to the website that I know people will enjoy. It's what do you want me to do? Just if if you think of it, if whatever, or I'll just mention it when you're done with your spiel. Does all that make right. sense? No, but that's all right. Okay, you ready, Randy? Yeah. Okay, I'm rolling. Oh, come on. Oh, oh, oh. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sitting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushiro. Only. Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umaranga, South Africa, from the traveling linemans at Worldwide Wildage. It was on this day in 1869, October 4th, while under construction to provide water power for mills 
on the Mississippi River around St. Anthony, a tunnel under Hennepin Island gave way. The 2,000-foot collapse threatened to divert water from the main falls and cut the power source for mills along the river. Local citizens worked to plug the hole until the river froze, and then a dam was built to allow for more permanent measures. The repair job required 10 years to complete. Wow. Uh, and there's no mention of death or injuries, fortunately. Wow. And I have a, a more national on this date that I'd like to acknowledge, if I may, just a personal reason. Okay. Uh-huh. It was on this day October. in 1927 that work began on Mount Rushmore. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. The creation of Mount Rushmore, which set the images of four American presidents in towering monumental relief in the Black Hills, began on this day, October 4, 1927. All right, last time. When were you guys there last? Uh, I was there in 2005. It's been that long, Mm -hmm. Johnny? 1975. You're kidding me. No, I haven't been there since 1975. Wait a minute. So that means you've never taken your kid to Mount Rushmore? Do you know the no. name of the Danish American sculptor who was behind the recruitment of the 400 men and women who uh, created Mount Rushmore, which was completed on Halloween of 1941? I, I don't, but I've seen the, the what do you call it, the documentary a million times. Borglum. Old Gutsan Borglum. Uh, and congratulations to Gutsan. I mention it because there's a faction of Americans who hold Mount Rushmore in suspicion as some sort of evidence of a foul country. And yet it's one of the most gorgeous things you'll ever see in your life. And uh, it was on this day that we began the project in 1920. Seven. One of the coolest Fourth of July destinations, with fireworks going oh, off above the. You, it, you can't, it, it can't be topped. It just can't be topped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beauty. It's a beauty. Thank you, uh, Gutsoff. I forgot to mention this earlier, but I had played audio of the vice president. Yes, because we were sent a clip. I believe this is from the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. You guys are familiar with the television show Veep. I'm vaguely with Julie. Is it Julia Louise Dreyfus? I believe so. So they're doing um, side by side clips Mm -hmm. from the show Veep and the Vice President. Keep in mind, with this clip, it's about three minutes long. But doesn't that violate the Daily Show's pathetic wokeness? I was quite shocked that they actually. Is that Noah Trevor? Trevor Noah. Whatever. I believe he's leaving the show, though. Yeah, they they have fewer listeners than we do. In any event, the clip itself is hilarious, but I can't play it on our show, but I'm going to provide that as a link on the Garage Logic website because it's very, very funny. And then you watch it and go, they were way ahead of their time. Right. You know, that show was, how old was that show, Johnny? It's at least 10 years old, isn't it? I have no idea. No, it's it's in the last 10 years. Okay. There was, what, four or five seasons at least. Right. All right, thank you, GLers. Uh, GLers, also don't forget the Garage Logic Town Council is here for you. Listen, it doesn't change anything for you. You're just paying ten bucks a month, and you get some extra BS. The podcast is going to be free. <laughs> it's going to remain free. The podcast is as it always is. You don't have to worry about it. This is a completely separate animal. I keep getting emails from people saying, "Nice to know you." That you don't. This doesn't affect anybody. No. 
No, this is something different that you can register for. For just ten dollars a month or one hundred dollars, you can watch me get angry at rookie. Right, you get access to twenty four seven members only live audio stream full of live recordings of Garage Logic, best of segments and replays. You'll get full show video archive, including before and after the show between segments content. You're going to receive a weekly newsletter from the mayor, a town council membership card, a town council window cling, a certificate directly from the mayor. I and want a window cling. I didn't get a window cling. Yes, you did. Oh. In that meeting. Oh. In which Kenny said, am I getting paid for this? Oh. And you get invites to exclusive <laughs> members only events. All of that and more is available at the website, which is garagelogic.com. Yeah. It's it's cool. I listened yesterday when I wasn't on, but you guys didn't swear during one of the breaks. I wanted you to swear. So, yeah. hmm. how was the audio quality, John? Sounded great. Sounded great. Just like the podcast. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Clear as clear as clear as a what? Clear as a bell. Clear as a bell. Clear as a bell. Yes. Right? Anyway, garage for all of that. And in addition to that, you can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also subscribe at the Garage Logic YouTube channel because there, as we have been for some time now, we've been providing daily content for your amusement. That's right. The Garage Logic show has their own YouTube channel. All right. Okay, let's go here. Okay. I got to give you. I'm some. ready. I'm ready. So you'd be ready. The list of the 30 deadliest yep. hurricanes. Oops, hold on. Yep. In US history. Yep. Shows us. Yep. That every yep. area ever struck. Yep. Has always rebuilt. Okay. Uh, what else did I want to say? You had something. I made a note. Well, do you want to mention Loretta? Loretta, Loretta, spell it correctly. L O R. I don't know how to spell Loretta without looking it up. L Y N N. Right, John? Yep. Let me make sure. Double chat. Yep. I did it. Measure twice, cut once. Loretta Lynn. Oh, uh, Minnesota GOP lawmakers. Yep. Fighting. Yep. To get Minnesota. Yep. Unattached. Yep. From California emission rules. Oh, I almost violated the rule. John Hyde News. You want to mention Loretta? You already did. No, I, you, you didn't say anything. Loretta Lynn passes away at yeah. 90. Yeah. Okay. And that spelled Loretta Lynn correctly. I don't care if you misspell height. 90. <laughs> Make sure you spell Loretta. Spelled H I T E. Put that in there, Chris. Put that okay. in there. Yeah. Make sure you spell it correctly. And then put that's for you, Randy. You dummy. 
Oh, well, you're and the dumb. I know, Randy. And then put Johnny Height, H-I-T-E News. So. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Height with correctly spelled news. You don't want to stick around for the show with me and Mike? I got to go to day. I have a thing. How about next week? You want to do next week? Yeah, I'll hang around. <laughs> I don't believe him, John. I don't either. I'm sending Ross stories right now so I don't forget. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Lacta. What? No. no, that was the. What show was that? And the one. Right. No. Uh, for crying out loud. Chris the nighttime show that was parodied on SNL. Who was the guy that had the band? Come on. Lawrence, Lawrence, Walk. War, Lawrence Walk show. Didn't he always say thank you? Thank you. Was that not him? that I'm aware of? No, damn it. Thank you. Uh, I got Joe's reference there, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Because he goes, What knocking to the door knockers? And Terry Gard goes, Well, thank you, doctor. <laughs> Did she? Okay. Oh, Terry Gard was, I was, I was in love with Terry Gard. Far too cute. Oh, you're probably going to go, aren't you? I am going to go because I have 8,000 things to do, and I need to talk to Dale to see what the hell the doctor said. Oh, tell him good luck. That uh, stinks. I'm yeah. sorry he uh, got he's got, it's, he's got no money. He's got, you know, it's like oh, last I... week he, he hurt his ribs. Uh, so he, he got door duty at Costco. <laughs> now he broke his ankle, and he won't be able to work probably, so he'll have to get short-term disability. So you know what? Here's what stinks. Here's what stinks. We've all been there, right? Here's... We've all been in our mid-20s. We're broke. We're yeah. trying to do, you know, we're trying to pursue the dream and we get discouraged. Tell him, hang in there. I'm thinking about it because yeah. that stinks, man. I uh, I gave him that uh, speech last night, so but he, he really wasn't lying at this. So. Was it? It yeah, wasn't basically well, I, got whatever. Okay. I got a whatever, basically. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, then I will see you after the big crabby show tomorrow. Oh, that's right. You guys get that tomorrow. Yeah. I just sent uh, Ross the stories. I'm good. I'm going to go do all my stuff. Oh, yeah. I got to get this done before Mike gets here. It's right. Good luck. Hey, welcome on you. I will talk to you tomorrow, sir. See you, Johnny. See you then. Bye. Bye.